welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. And this episode is all about the mistakes we make as creatives, as photographers in our business. I actually had a video that I created recently, last couple weeks on this topic. I think I picked out six, but I think I can, because we're in the podcast mode, share a few more. And some were visual, so I don't think I'll need to go through that. For example, holding your camera correctly. I think a lot of professionals... Um, especially beginning professionals, don't necessarily hold their cameras correctly. And it drives me crazy, especially when people are doing demonstrations uh, visually on YouTube or wherever, even on their blog. I, it just it drives me nuts. So that, But that's not the core. We're talking about the business. We're talking about growing our businesses. And the first thing I want to talk about really kind of relates to holding the camera wrong is just the basics of the craft of photography specifically. But I think it's true in any business sometimes, especially because the barrier to entry is so low for so many different types of businesses today. Thank you, Google, that people will jump in. But there's this whole extra element of experience. Now, I am the first person to say, don't hire somebody or don't even market yourself because of your experience. However, that experience does play a role in running your business and growing your business and being that professional because there are, there's experiences that you have been through, that you've worked through, that you can work through faster again compared to somebody who's just facing something for the very first time. And one of the mistakes that I see in photography is that people getting into the craft of photography as a business, one, don't look at it as a business. They look at it, look, hey, people are saying nice things about my photographs and even a few people have offered to buy my photographs. Maybe this is my calling. Here's the error. I am not trying to dissuade anyone from following their dream to be a photographer. You know, that everybody can be a photographer. Everybody seems like is a photographer, but I'm not saying that negatively because everyone should have that opportunity. It's a great, wonderful career if done correctly. But the mistake that a lot of beginners take on in the beginning is that they think just because they can create an image that is reasonably composed, in focus, exposed correctly, the lighting is nice, it's a good image. And because they can do that, that there is an opportunity for them as a photographer. Years ago, that was the case because a camera was a black box, a magical black box, and you did not know what was coming out until very possibly days, if not weeks later, certainly not instantly. But today we do have that instant feedback, and so we can make those corrections. Now, the mistake, of course, thinking that that is good enough is why a lot of people 
fail in their business because they are not offering something new beyond the basics. They are excited that they can create a nice image or even a similar image to a photograph that they had seen and tried to do it themselves with maybe a little bit different flair. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how we learn. Again, I'm not dissuading people from this. I'm just saying you need to look and understand this. And the reason why everybody needs to create their own style and brand and look is because there is a great need for photographers. Believe it or not, there's a great, even better answer, great need for photography. Not everybody is willing to hire a photographer, and there's certainly a lot of photographers filling those needs. But if you can create your own style, bring something to the table, use the combination code by bringing maybe another style or or industry information standards or technology to the game to use photography as part of your business, that can be a huge win. But it's true for anything that we get into. And even as a photographer, maybe we have great skills as a photographer. And you take me up, say, hey, I I need that combination code. I need to create something new. So I'm going to go find another technology, add something to my photography to separate myself from the competition. This thing that Raj has been saying for 10 years, I'm going to do it. And you make that same mistake. You go into that other area and you just have the basics down. And anybody who's been a professional in that field know you have knows you have to be at a certain level. Now, if you are doing that combination, it may be okay. Maybe you, all you need are those basics. But if you're going to take it above and beyond, you're really going to have to study. And it's going to be more than just trying something once and say, hey, I'm all right at it. You need to bring a higher level at everything you do because... The basics are out there for everything. All the creative endeavors out there. Pinterest. I look at all of the things that people can create that they were not creating before in a better way because Pinterest shows us all these wonderful things we never even thought of before. It's great opportunity, just like photography's great opportunity. But we have to remember If we're going to make a living, we have to take it all to another level. And as I like to really point out a lot lately, is that photography continues to change. It has always changed, is a technology for 150 plus years, and photographers get into it, and then they stay where they are as a photographer and don't change with the industry. Every photographer who has been in the business for 20 years and is doing the same thing they were doing 10 years ago or 15 or or the 20 years ago when they started is behind the times. If you're doing the same thing you were doing five years ago as a photographer, you're behind the times. And you're probably wondering why the industry is getting so much harder for you as new people come in and find success. But as I like to point out, those new people 
will die off too if they don't change with the industry also. Everyone has to continuously evolve. And that is a huge mistake that I think a lot of photographers continue to make. Obviously, the young photographers, you know, they, they're in, they got it, they know how, they get it, they totally get it. They know the modern photography industry to a point. Obviously, there's some business elements that we'll get into that they may not, but they know what's, what the trends are. They're, they're totally hip on everything and they get it. Obviously, there's an exaggeration element to that, but probably in some cases more so than somebody's been doing the same thing over the last 10 years. Another big mistake that I see is that many photographers just do not understand the sales process, the importance of following up, the importance of understanding there is a process, and that as we continue to use the combination scale that we've talked about, as we continue to understand the combination code of 753 one in which three are processes. Sales is quite often one of those processes we need to continuously work on. And we need to test. We need to test what are the phrases that seem to get people interested in what we have to do. What are the images that seem to get people's attention? And what are the closing words that we can say to people to get them to commit to our work. And sometimes it's just a matter of asking. And I think that's another error. A lot of times people do not ask. They don't ask for the sale. Photographers are very well known for just saying, wonderful, here's my portfolio, great. If you, you know, when you're ready to make a decision, let me know. No, you need to ask for the sale now. Would you like to put a deposit down for that wedding? What day do you want to book the studio? When should I be at your front door to take those images? We have to keep testing the clothes. And quite honestly, closing can change over time. And there may be better ways to approach closing. But one thing I recommend that you don't do is try to follow up again or have another meeting for when we make those final decisions. In some cases, it can't be avoided. If there are too many cooks in that kitchen to decide who is going to be the photographer, you may not have that opportunity. But when you have the final decision makers there, which is another mistake I think a lot of photographers make, is not understanding who the decision maker is. The decision maker is the person who will actually say yes and sign the check or submit the check or the invoice for approval, whoever it is. Sometimes there is a person at the gate who is kind of feeling things out. Well, you need to recognize if it's that person, and ask the questions. Are you making that final decision? Well, no, it's me and my partner. I have to consult with them. I'm just kind of doing the initial search, but we won't need a photographer for another three months. Okay, that's fine. Understand that. Give them the information they need, but then set up that final, final sales call. And I think it's more for you and me 
than anyone else. We want to get people to say yes or no, and no is okay because then we can stop wasting our time. And yes, people will follow up later, and we don't want to be rude. We want to leave the door open, but the door is open for them, not for us. Our mentality needs to be, no, this this is over. Because if we think that we have something coming up, then we put it on our list of, hey, look at the opportunities we have. I don't have to work any harder. And when we go through that, that thought process of thinking, look at all these opportunities, and if they all close, I don't know if I have the time or bandwidth to do it all. But that doesn't happen. These are just opportunities, but they're not done deals. And if some of those opportunities wait and don't get back to you and won't make a decision when you ask for the sale, then you'll just have to let them know that that date will be open or full, you know, if somebody else comes along. You have to do that because your business depends on it. Someone unable to make a decision should not dictate if you're going to pay your bills in the month of September. If they ask for a little more time, then be very concrete about it. How much time do you need? Well, we need another two weeks. Okay, how about 10 days if you can bring it in closer or seven days? No, we need two weeks. Okay, in 14 days, I will follow up with you and you'll have to give me a yes or no. If you haven't made your decision, I will have to make the first come first serve opportunity for that date. Do you understand this? And then move on. Again, it's not about being a jerk and nor do you want to be. And you don't want to be rude because if you're rude, obviously people very well may not want to work with you and choose somebody else. However, you need to play this mental game more for you than them. Another mistake that I see photographers make in their business, and this really is a business mistake, is not using raw imagery. Get a larger memory card. I mean, you need to be able to use raw so you can fix it later. But the, uh, the even the bigger mistake is that we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it later. I'll fix all these images later. You notice that something is not quite right in a scene or a situation. You know you can fix it or probably could fix it later, but you don't take the two minutes one minute, five minutes, 30 seconds to fix it while you're there, especially if you're creating a lot of images. But think about it. How long would it take you to fix it in post? Probably in many of the cases, it's going to take you longer to fix it in post. And if you have a lot of images, now you've added on a lot of work that you're not necessarily being paid for at a good rate, especially if you pile it all on in your post-processing. Now, there are situations, and we've all done it, where it's obvious that fixing it now is going to take too long, maybe to the inconvenience of the client, and so it's you're better off fixing it in post. And that ability to fix in post is super important. Being able to, having the skills to be able to do that, but making sure you're photographing in raw so you can, if you have to re-expose that image for the most part, 
and give yourself more latitude. When you photograph in JPEG, you don't have the same latitude. And yes, Photoshop does allow you to adjust in RAW, but it's not the exact same thing. In all sincerity, I love that option, but I rather work in RAW, in the RAW format, uh, using a RAW file because I'm, I have the latitude that I really need, especially in situations that were going wrong, going wrong fast. It does happen once in a while. And to have that safety net is so important. So if you can, I mean, definitely use RAW files and do as little in post as possible. Sometimes it's necessary, but don't make that your your mantra. Fix it in post. Fix. It's gonna take you. Yes, it, it it's gonna take you time. It's gonna cost you money. It's a business decision. Thirty seconds to fix it now, or fifteen minutes to fix it later. And if you have a lot of those 10, 5, 15 minutes have to fix them. You know, rather than the day where you had to take an extra 20 minutes to fix little things along the way, you're now spending hours later. And believe me, that's your valuable time that you may not be properly compensated for. Another mistake that I see photographers make, especially in the beginning, is not having a plan. Kind of goes back to our beginning conversation of getting into photography. People get into photography for many different reasons. I got into photography because my dad was into photography. He wasn't a professional photographer, but he had a dark room and he loved photography. And I learned black and white and, and I went to school, high school. They had a great, I was very fortunate. They had an excellent photography program there. And I took that on and then I ended up going to school and I have a degree in photography. Not everybody needs a degree in photography these days. And you can learn a lot of the basic skills on YouTube, reading blogs, going to seminars, listening to podcasts. You can learn a lot about a having a business, a photography business. So that's not required. But a lot of times people get into it because again, people are saying, wow, you really, you know, you really should. We, we have people who support us. So you really should. You have a great eye. You should go into photography. But we really don't have a plan. We don't have a business plan around our photography. And even if you've been in the business for five years, three years, 10 years, sit back and look at your plan. Think about your target market. Think about what is the problem that your best customer has, the real problem. Not that they need to hire a photographer, but what is the problem that having a photographer creating a great image solves? Does it make them look good? Does it help them sell more products and services? What is it that your photography solves? And what is the plan to find those people that need that solution? And what is your plan to market it? Are you using the solar system method? Look that up. Um, I should probably review that again in the near future. I'm sure I have recently in the, in the podcasts. But there are a number of things that you can do to lay it all out. Go to the Small Business Association, download 
a business plan. Because quite often, it'll start asking you some really good questions. I believe I still have the download in the podcast at RoshSillers.com, and I do know I have the download in the 31-day business series I have over at YouTube. So you might want to check that out if you have not downloaded that. But there are a number of places in which you can get business plans. And for the most part, in many cases, the there's not a huge difference between developing a good photography business plan and a business plan for any other type of business. Yes, each type of business has its own unique set of circumstances, but for the most part, there are just some key things you need to understand when you start a business that you may not have thought of before. And I highly encourage you to do that. Hey, if you have questions related to photography, of course, put them in the comments here. And if you haven't already, please head on over to iTunes and give me a, a review. Let me know what it is you like and even don't like about the podcast and what are some of the things that I could share that would help you grow your photography business. You have a great week.